Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, welcome back to the MFers. On Twitter, you can find him at Stool Greeny. And joining us on the Harbor One hotline is Dan Greenberg, Barstool Sports. Dan, how you doing, man? Thanks for joining us, Lou and Christian. Oh, I'm doing much better after last night, as I'm sure you guys can imagine. <laughs> yeah, I, I bet you are. But here, here's my first question. I loved what I saw last night. But why on Twitter are you constantly asking people to apologize to guys on this team? Well, I think when play warrants sort of a recalibration on how people are sort of overreacting and making Twitter hate accounts about certain guys, I yeah. just think – you know, when they have a large body of work that suggests there's been concrete improvement, that that that's warranted. That's all. So, no, I'm just curious. It's like, if, like you know, when Marcus Smart has another game where he has zero assists instead of 11, are you going to apologize to me? Uh, it depends on how he plays. <laughs> if he's, it depends on how he plays, right? Like, the Phoenix game was a disaster, and I think we all can admit that. But I just don't see the same energy when there's a game like last night. That's all. No, I, but it, but it is it is one as, as equal. It it is one game though, right? And listen, I loved what I saw, but isn't this the problem with this team? Isn't this why people do get frustrated because you see a game like last night, Dan, and then they'll turn around in a game or two later and you go, "Who the hell are these guys? They're not they're not capable of giving that type of effort, which is their job on a nightly basis." Well, I think it's it's a, a yes and no case, right? Like we, if if we see them against the you know the Warriors on Friday, and you know Jalen doesn't play or whatever, and, and they regress, that's one thing. I think if we see everyone healthy in that game and they don't play well, and you're not, and you're still seeing some of the same issues, that's a problem. But I think the problem with the sort of season to this point is we haven't really had that sustained sample size of what everyone looks like. Now, that's obviously you can't control that. You can't, you know, prevent Jalen from pulling his hamstring or Rob from having knee issues. My thing is, is it's important to evaluate the team based on what we're seeing when the guys are actually on the floor as opposed to saying, oh, we need to make big drastic changes to the core when the core has played 15 games of the 28 or 14 games of the 28, whatever it is. See, Dan, so I'm assuming that last night's game, especially Tatum in particular, probably made you really happy. Just the way he scored, the way he was physical, like the way he was holding other guys accountable. To me, like that's that's what you really want in your, you know, your quote unquote star of the team. Yeah, I think for for me, my takeaway there is you could tell that Tatum knew how important that game was, not just 
for the sake of, you know, their record and getting back to 500. But there was that stretch where, you know, he fumbled the fast break where Dennis Schroeder didn't get a pass, and then Schroeder sort of held the ball and got blocked on a layup. And there was that little barking back and forth in the, you know, the beginning of the fourth quarter between those two. And I just think he understood that, listen, given the trip we just had on the West Coast, we can't mess around and fumble this game away in the fourth quarter. That's what I love to see. Like, the scoring, the efficiency, that's all great, but that's going to come and go. The fact that he felt, it felt like he recognized what opportunity they had in front of them and was going to show those leadership qualities, both in terms of a, you know, a scorer and sort of doing all the intangible stuff, that's what you want to see. Now the question is, can he do those same things on a night where maybe he shoots 40% and not 58%? Oh, or when he he's hasn't been, you know, coming off a terrible road trip and the coach doesn't have to shame him in order to get something out of him. Um, I look at a guy like Schroeder and I say, this guy eventually is going to be a problem. Hey, it's going to be a problem because he's passing through. He's not going to be part of the long-term, you know, goals of this team. And he's individually, he's going to have to get his own stats and his own numbers. I don't think that, that that's in lockstep in what the ultimate, what, like what the team wants them to do. Agree or disagree? Um, I mean, there's always that potential. I don't think we've seen it yet, but I do think the reality of his contract situation is why you're starting to hear other teams think Brad might have him available at the deadline, just because, you know, the most they can offer him is $7 million. He's playing better than a $7 million offer. So it just becomes a question of, will they decide, okay, there's no way for us to replace that backup point guard spot through either trades or TPE usage. Let's just ride it out. And then, you know, we knew what this was going into the season. He knew what it was going in. But it doesn't feel like he's not accepting his role. It's just he has moments where sometimes you need to remind him, like, listen, we got to move the ball. We got to stay aggressive. We can't just hold it. And I think that's fine. But there's always the potential that as the season goes on, especially if he's not traded at the deadline, that he could start to, you know, play the wrong way. But – I don't think we've seen that yet. All right, we're talking to Dan Greenberg from Barstool Sports. And, Dan, I think um, coming back from that break, actually it was Adoka after that last game, talking about they have enough information now, enough data, right, 26 games in, to kind of see what's working and what's not. So I would ask you, as far as the rotation goes, uh, you tell me, playing the double bigs together, Horford and Williams, or do you want to see more Williams or, or you know, extend this rotation or any other groupings you want to see on the court? What do you want to see? Yeah, so I'm I'm not anti-double big, but I'm anti-double big in certain situations. I think we have a large sample of when Jalen or another, you know, whether it's Smart or whenever they need to start Dennis Schroeder, you cannot play the double wing. I think we've seen a larger sample to where we know the spacing issues that that creates does more harm than good, and there's just no reason for him to do that when he has other options, whether it be start Romeo or start Grant. You just you need to create spacing more than shot creation when Jalen Brown isn't playing. Closing, I feel like even though I love what he brings as a veteran presence, closing the game with the starters, you know, with maybe Grant at the four and Rob at the five has been wildly successful in the minutes that they've shown this season. So I'd like to see that more. But I'm the the normal starting group with Jalen and Smart and the double bigs has been really successful. We just haven't seen it for very much, so I'm not ready to give up on are you that. Su- are, you, are you suggesting taking Al out in the 
crucial moments of the game? Because I am against that, Dan. I think depending on the matchup, again, it's just grouping-wise. I think we saw down the stretch on the West Coast trip, we've seen sort of situations where Ime has pulled Rob for Horford in closing moments. There are times in possessions where he can struggle laterally staying with quicker guards. I just think the Grant-Rob pairing, the shooting numbers and the, the plus-minus and the net rating is so overwhelming. I think we deserve to see what it looks like on a night where maybe Horford doesn't have it. You, can, you have other areas to close with him, and especially with how good those two are playing together off each other in the front court. Yeah, we did a story of this about this guy, uh, Jake Fisher, from uh, Bleacher Report, NBA Insider. He said this is the beginning of the end of the Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown pairing. He said within a 12- to 18-month timeline, I don't know if you saw this or not, are you feeling the same way? No, I just think it's your normally scheduled, you know, viral quotes whenever the Celtics struggle, right? We heard the same thing when they were 2-5, and five, then we didn't hear for a month when they were 11-6, and six, and then they went 1-4, and four, and we heard that stuff up again, especially coming off games where Jalen didn't even play on the road trip. So my solution to that is simple. If you don't want that stuff to exist, you don't want the ESPN articles to come out, play better. Don't lose. You know, like, mm-hmm. don't well, that solves any, every team's and you won't have to deal with that drama. It's pretty simple. All right, we're talking to Dan, Green, uh, Dan Greenberg, Barstool Sports. And, Dan, I would say, so I want to ask you this. So in the Eastern Conference, what teams can you say you th- do you believe are better than the Boston Celtics? In, like, a seven-game series or just on, on any given night? On oh, any given night, you can beat anybody. I'm talking seven-game series. Um, I mean, I'd still obviously put Brooklyn, even without Kyrie, if they have Harden, they're, they're still a cut above. I think in a seven-game series, you probably put the Bucks up there um, just because, you know, you have to respect what they can do in a playoff series with Giannis, and they proved it. Um, but after that, I mean, we haven't seen Chicago in a playoff series yet, so we don't know how they'll handle it. Other teams in the East, we know Philly, you know, they can't get past the second round, and they can't even win two games in a playoff series against the Celtics. So for me, I would think only Milwaukee – and Brooklyn are the two clear cuts where if they're heading into a series, the Celtics will probably be underdogs. If they play to their ceiling against anybody else, they can beat any other uh, any other team in the series. All right. Well, we'll see Friday night. What do you got? Golden State Warriors. Now, would it shock you if they beat the Warriors and then come back and lose to the Knicks the next night? Oh, um, no. I mean, nothing shocks me. <laughs> I mean, that's just the reality. You can't – I mean, it's more likely that to happen than they get killed by the Warriors and then beat the Knicks just – because that's what everyone would expect. Knowing our luck, they'll shut down Steph Curry, and then R.J. Barrett will have 45. All right, listen, Green, appreciate it, man. Thanks for jumping on, and we'll look forward to talking to you down the road. All right, guys, have a good one. All right, Thanks, man. Dan Greenberg, Barstool Sports. Ben Volen's next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or... I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 